Today, we talk about defending your sacred space. Hey, it's Lucas Scrobot, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. The past few episodes, we've been talking about how we need to burn our bridges, build our walls, and defend our gates. City gates were the bread and butter of ancient society. It, it was the heartbeat, the center point, the centrifuge of everything that happened within a society and within a culture. Now, the walls defined the boundaries of the city and of the land, but the gates were important because there were people who were able to come in and go out. It's where they interacted with each other. It was the centrifuge of all of culture. And if we want to be able to weave our own destinies, if we want to take charge of our lives, if we want to be men and women that are boundaried, that are self-disciplined, that know where we're going, that have a firm foundation and structure to build on so that we might realize our purpose. If we want to be a people who are connected back to our our work, our craft, our art, our destiny, then we must be people who have defined our story, which is defining our cultural norms and our cultural bounds, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. You probably can think of half a dozen stories off the top of your head where a friend or cousin or an uncle didn't have boundaries in their life. They weren't self-controlled and because of it, their life tailspun and crashed and burned. We all know those people, but do we want to become those people? Absolutely not. Because we want to be people who own our future. We want to be people who weave our own destiny. Now, I believe that that destiny was written Way, 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 way before us. It's a divine thing. Even just the imagery of, of a weaver and a loom is that it's a divine cosmic weaving of destiny. That's what a loom symbolizes in ancient mythology. So, yes, we cannot write or create our own destiny per se because there are, there are in our DNA, in our family line, there are giftings and qualities that we cannot control, but we have been knit together to fulfill something. But we do have the ability or inability to achieve our purpose and our our calling in life, if you will. So when we look at gates and we look at cultural norms, there are seven, seven identifiable uh, spheres or areas within our personal lives, our family lives, and our organizational lives, or a country's uh, culture or life that needs to be established and defined in order for it to function healthily, in order for it to have a clear set of boundaries, in order for there to be order, and for people to feel safe and to thrive in that community and that environment. The first one, the first identifiable thing that happened in ancient days in places like 
Babylon, which is Bab-law, Babylon, the gate of God. The first thing that happened, the first activity that would happen in the ancient gates of old were sacred spaces. It was in these gates that there was sacrifice, that the temples were. It was in these places that there were big ceremonies and religious ceremonies. And now today we might say, well, we don't, I don't do that. Or, you know, that's not, I'm not very religious. Um, but in fact, all of us, whether you're an atheist or whether you believe in mother earth, whether you believe in ghosts and spirits, whether you believe that we're all just going to die and that's the end of it, nihilists. We all have some sort of religious framework. Now, when I say religion, I don't essentially mean organized religion. What I do mean is a philosophical way of viewing the world, a worldview in many ways. Uh, how, How did the world come into being? What happened? How are we, why are we here? What is our purpose? Where is the world going? What's the trajectory of the universe? So the, our philosophical belief really is the fabric upon which everything else then springs from and comes from. These are our, our philosophical beliefs or that sacred space would encompass things like our, our supreme virtue, or our goals, our ideas, our values, principles, maxims, ways that we order our lives, a, a plumb line that we say, this is our guiding principle. These, This is the, the heading on the compass, the direction that we are going as individuals, families, and organizations. And it's very important that we have decided and defined and know what they are. Now, maybe I have I have many friends who actually are really searching that out, who are seeking, who don't know what they believe. They don't know what their guiding values or principles are. They hear a lot of different things from a lot of different people. You know, some people's supreme value or virtue would be logic and reason. Some would be self-independence, self-reliance. Others people, other religions or philosophical ideas would believe that love is the supreme uh, guiding virtue and community is the supreme guiding virtue. There's some people believe that nature and stewarding the earth is the supreme guiding virtue and that everything should be uh, orientated around those things. So I understand that maybe you don't know what your guiding virtue or your guiding principle is. But we need to seek that out. We need to search that out. We need to decide on what that is. Because if we are going to live boundary lives and know what we want to say yes to and no to, what we want to agree to and what we want to disagree to, the direction that we should go and who we should go with. Because if we can't decide on a direction, then two people can't walk walk together. You and I, if we are deciding to walk in different directions or we don't know which direction to go, we don't have anything to agree on, then we can't walk together. We can't build community. We can't build organization. We can't build a healthy and whole nation. Sacred space. It's so important. It's so vital. So here is the exercise for today. I want you to get out a journal or a sheet of paper 
Maybe you're writing on a note on your phone. It doesn't matter, but it does matter that you're writing this down so you can look at it and it gets outside of yourself. I want you to take a few minutes and reflect and meditate on what are some of your guiding principles? What are some of your guiding values, some of your beliefs, things that order the trajectory of your life? As you are thinking through these, as you are meditating on them, write them down as you go. As thoughts pop into your mind, write it down on your phone, write it down on your journal and begin to write out and begin to write out really what is going to become a a constitution of your life or your family or your organization. If you're doing this in a group setting with other people in your organization, in your company, maybe your, your business partner is doing this with you, both of you guys get the whiteboard out and start to write out some of these guiding values and principles. Come to some conclusions and circle the two to three. Don't really have more than three main anchors or guiding principles when it comes to uh, your your philosophical, philosophical sacred space belief. I understand that there are often many more that fall below it. We're just getting some guiding principles that we can write up on a board somewhere and point to and say, this is the culture of our community. This is These are the things we value. These are the things that we avoid. In step two, take some time to reflect and meditate based off of where your guiding values and principles are, begin to reflect and meditate on where your behavior has lined up and aligned with your guiding values and principles and where have you gone off? Where are you in conflict? Where have you let your gates hang open? Where have has your wall begun to crumble and deteriorate where you're not holding on to your supreme guiding principles. So for me, for an example, one of my guiding principles would be to love selflessly. And that is one of, in the in my, my faith, it's one of the, the supreme calls and um, commands that I believe that I'm supposed to live out and that my family is supposed to live out. And so I can then say, all right, this is this is my ideal that I want to live by. But I take some time and I meditate and I reflect on my behavior. How have I been acting and where have I really aligned with that well and where have I not aligned with it well? A really clear example. Sometimes, believe it or not, I get frustrated with my kids and I'm I'm selfish with my time and I'm I'm short with them when they're just being children. Okay, I can recognize that that is a behavior that is not aligning where I'm not living according to the bounds that I want to live by within my personhood. The third step is what's really important. This is the action step. Knowledge without action will only make your head really big and prideful, but will not transform your life. At Weaver and Loom, where we are weaving our destiny. We're not imagining our destiny. We're not fantasizing about our destiny. We are weaving. That takes work. Tying knot after knot after knot tirelessly to create and tell 
the story and weave the story that is within us that wants to come out. So we're going to write down what is the action that we're going to take? When are we going to take that action? A specific day at a specific time and then say, what is the place that I'm going to complete that action? So for instance, maybe you're saying my supreme guiding thing is I want to be healthy so that when I'm older, I can actually play with my kids, but I'm not exercising. All right, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to run one kilometer at this time, at this day, at this gym. That will highly increase the probability of you actually committing the steps that you are committing to. That is all for this week. Next week, we are going to be talking about the gate as a place for the installation of royal monuments, which is huge. These are, this is going to be this, a massive story segment. So please, if you found this helpful, if you are finding these exercises helpful, go to lucasscrobot.com where you can download a guide that can help you work through these activities and work through these exercises to give you a framework to begin to build a a cultural narrative in your personal, family, and organizational life. Thank you for listening. Please, if you have any questions, go to the website, click the appropriate button, ask me a question. You're listening to Weaver and Loom, where destinies are woven.